0: Hi everybody, I'm Ethan Hardy. I hope you're as excited as I am for what's coming up on TKD Starcast. For episode 7, we'll be chatting with Jack Wolf. He's a minus 58 kilogram fighter, highest rank achieved, world number one, Grand Prix Medalist, two-time European medalist, and multiple-time International Open champion and medalist. Jack, thanks so much for being on Starcast.
1: Oh, no, no problem at all. It's a pleasure.
0: This is cool. You're in the weight class and I'll probably be in one day. And I'm part Irish, like you.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't have any many Irish fighters, so um, if you ever want to fight for Ireland, I'm sure that we could um, pull a few
2: strings. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Congratulations on auto
0: qualifying for Tokyo. How
2: do you feel? Um
1: it's it's a it's crazy. It's a, it was a bit of a relief. Um you see we tried 4 years ago for um, the Rio Olympics and we just missed out. You had to get gold or silver at the qualifications. So um and I ended up getting a bronze. But um you know this time we worked hard for 4 years and it's just uh, a real sense of relief and um I'm very proud of everything that we've done over the last four years. So now we can say that we've qualified for the Olympics.
2: Yeah, yeah it's really cool. <laughs> do you have a special plan in your mind? Like, do you over, do you plan on competing much before?
1: Um, so I was just recently talking to my coach, Robert Taft, um, last week about like the plan coming up to the Games. So um we're going to do a few competitions we're going to do um President's Cup in um Sweden. We're going to do the US Open in Florida. Um a few a few other ones just um for preparation, getting a bit of math time because we want to go into the Olympics with um a good ranking so that we can uh, have the best posi- uh, best position possible to get a medal. So um we're going to keep our ranking points up, hopefully be um in the top 6 at least going into the games and um that way we can um Hopefully bring home a medal for Ireland. So just keeping them ranking points going.
2: Yeah. When did you start Taekwondo?
1: So um I started Taekwondo when I was six. Um because at the time we I wasn't allowed to start until I was six because they had a rule in the club that I wanted to join that um you had to start when you were six years old. So um on my sixth birthday I went down and um I was I was really good at it to be honest then um, I did um a bit of gymnastics on the side so obviously the flexibility and stuff really helped um going, going into taekwondo um with the high kicks and stuff I just I just fell in love with it so yeah
2: where do you usually do your training
1: so um we usually do um the training in this hall here which is in Tala in Dublin uh it's my club venue most of the most of my club mates are also on the national team. So that's where um, we do okay. all of our training. Um, I come down early mornings, half past uh, six in the morning, do a bit of training before my coach goes to work and um, things like that. But usually if I want to go to a training camp, I will fly out to Spain because I've got some really good friends out there just to switch up some training partners. Because if you're fighting all the same people all the time, you're going to get used to each other. and It's going to be very difficult to improve. So switching up a few training partners here and there i've got a good, few good friends over in america i don't know if you know anastasia zolotich um on the usa national team yeah. um arrow white people like that so i would train try and get as many international training sessions in as possible as well
2: that's good like getting a variety
1: of- yeah exactly that's exactly what we're trying to do <laughs> it's very difficult because i'm always like i'm the four, only senior on the national team so and um, when we do travel to competitions we do get some Um, warm-ups done with other countries we get some uh, before weigh-in day training sessions with um, different countries so that's it's really helpful to have friends from all around the world
2: yeah what do you normally eat before a competition
1: well is this before weigh-in or after weigh-in because uh, (laughs) usually before weigh-ins I would like I would eat clean for a good few days, maybe ten days leading up. A lot, a few more athletes would need a little bit more time, but luckily I'm close enough to my weight, so I only have to lose lose usually about two to three kilos, um, which might seem a lot when you're where you're younger, but um, when you start getting older, I know a few people that like used to like cut eight to ten kilos, so it's not that much. Um, I would usually just keep it clean, have a your meat and your vegetables, try not have as much um junk food <laughs> it's it's easier said than done but um you no know, before competition day after weighing i like to um have a really high carb meal so a lot of pasta
2: a lot of um stuff like that as well yeah yeah what's your favorite dish
1: my favorite dish you see right that's a good question i've um, had many arguments with people about this actually um my favorite food is ice cream okay and a lot of people tell me I can't say that my favorite food is ice cream because it's not technically a dish.
0: It, but um,
1: it, to me, it's a dish. I love ice cream. I'll eat, I'll eat as much of it as I want. <laughs> but no, like my favorite hot meal would probably be um, a pasta carbonara or something that's high energy that will keep you going, stuff like that.
2: Carbonara tastes really good. It's so good, yeah. Do you have a hidden talent? Hidden talent? Um. I don't know do I oh, well it
1: wouldn't be really hidden because if if I have a talent I like to share it with people so I would um I would, everyone would probably know my hidden talent I can kick myself in the back of the head but I think a lot of people already know that <laughs> um with the scorpion kick I can come around and like just kind of tap myself in the back of the head but yeah uh, there's <laughs> there's actually been a competition where I've had to do that um there was a test for the dados and they were trying to tell me that my socks were broken and that I wasn't the system on the opposite opponent. So I was like arguing with the referee. I was like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, it's my, um, it's not my socks. It's the other person's body armor. So I actually kicked myself in the body and then I swung my leg up. I kicked myself in the back of the head just to see the test and it, it worked so they realized it wasn't my socks and they changed his equipment <laughs> so I guess that I guess that's something that's a talent <laughs>
2: <laughs> how did you work up to be at your
0: top level
1: oh uh, that's a good question Um, it's yeah you need to get a good balance between yourself and your coach to like have maximum because you can be at the best physical level you like ever but if your mental's not in a good state or you don't have a good relationship with your coach and stuff like that, you're not gonna be at your maximum. You might feel physically like you're at your maximum, but you have to have a good balance between both mental, physical, and like good relationships with your team and stuff. Um it's just going down training, giving a hundred percent in training every day. There's no point in not giving a hundred percent. Like I said, I've taken a few days off recently because um I was suffering with a chest infection. I could have come down and trained, I could have like could have got on with the training but it would never have been 100 percent. so there's no point in coming down and not giving
2: Mm.
1: all you've got in training because you're not going to improve and it's probably going to make it a lot worse so just know when's the right time to train don't just train every day for the sake of training every day feel when you feel good that's probably the best time to be training
2: yeah and i hope (laughs) you feel better
1: thanks very much (laughs)
2: You have, like, a really cool move. It's like a windmill scorpion kick. How did yeah. you do that?
1: Um, I like to say I invented it, but um, I can't take all the credit. So I was at the Belgian Open in 2013, and um, one of the girls from Great Britain, she started throwing it in the at the competition in the clinch, so she would, like, wrap her foot around the opponent's head. She, but she didn't keep it up. i seen her at a few competitions, and I just remember that one day she started doing that kick some referees might gamge on you, they might take the points off. So she kinda forgot about it. But as soon as I seen it, I just uh, jumped at the opportunity I had. Practised this so much in training and um kinda not saying I made it famous, but it was it's kind of a kick that would be associated with my name. Um yeah, it's it's probably it is my favourite kick. I still throw it to this day, but you can't you can't overdo kicks because you know you'll be um It'll be obvious to your opponent what you're going to do, so you need to switch things up now and again. But it's always in my back pocket; I can just throw it when, throw it when it needs to be
2: thrown. <laughs> what advice would you give to young athletes who look up to you? Well, oh, what would I give it? Good advice. Um,
1: don't don't overtrain when you're young. Um, that's that's one of the big things I've seen a lot of young people being told they're the best. Um, they're going to go places and they get overworked, they get overtrained, and mentally they they start to resent the sport. They start to not be in love with it as much because they're being pushed into it. Um, I would definitely say take your time. Don't rush things. Um, train when you want to. When when you're happy to train, train. Because if you're not happy, what's the point? <clears throat> don't be cutting weight at an early age. That's a, a major thing for me because – from, from a very young age, I was cutting weight, um, 54 kilos, trying to get to 54 kilos for the World Championships in 2017. I was um, I was nearly 20 years old, cutting to that weight, and it was just it was horrific, um, really bad experience. So at young ages, I don't think people should be cutting weight because it will mentally um, mentally mess them up in a way. But yeah, train hard, tra- train to have fun. Don't put too much pressure on yourself because when you start becoming 15, 16, then it starts to get real. That's when ranking points start coming into it when you're senior and that's when you need to be training to uh, win medals. But as a young age, I think just have fun with it. And if you've got the potential, then when you're a senior, you'll be flying.
2: (sighs) Yeah. What
0: advice would you think you would give to parents?
1: <clears throat> parents it's similar to what i just said don't, don't push don't push your kids into it don't force them to do it every single day if they're getting if they're getting upset with it yeah because there's no point in, in training when you're upset when you're not going to give
2: 100%
1: <clears throat> you see a few people who were child prodigies and they've kind of fallen off the like the public environment like the no one's really noticing them anymore because as a kid, they were fantastic, and then everything started to catch up with them. So parents, I don't think, should be forcing their kids. Uh, also, I know my parents were extremely supportive. They, um, Whenever I needed a lift to lift the training, they would take me to training. If I had training over in another place across the country, they would always take me. So try to be as supportive as possible. Um, to be honest, I'm not a parent, so I can't give the best advice. I only know from my own experience with my parents. But, um, yeah, no, hopefully, I, we never know. Maybe one day I'll I'll have a better answer when I be, if I become a dad, but for the foreseeable future, I don't, don't know.
2: <laughs> what? Who was your idol when you were a kid?
1: My idol was, um, to be honest, I think most people around the age of 21, 22 would all say this, um, it was Aaron Cook. Just because of how well he did, um At such a young age, so getting to the Olympics, like in I think it was two thousand and two thousand and eight, going to the Olympics, that that's that's crazy. Like the first time I tried for the Olympics, I didn't make it. He did, and that's that's an amazing achievement. He's got a, such a vast amount of medals, world medals, Grand Prix medals. He's just like an an amazing athlete. So I used to look up to him when I was a kid. Still do, but. To be honest, I wouldn't call him as much as an idol anymore. I'd call him uh, a good friend now because I've grown up around him. I've grown up seeing him at competitions. We actually have been warming up together at some competitions recently because we both are from countries where we travel alone a lot with our coach. So I would travel with my coach and he'd travel with his brother, Luke. And, um, you know, we just kind of needed each other at recent competitions. So to be able to say that my good friend now, Aaron Cook, used to be my idol, is it, it's amazing to because nobody not many people can say that their idol is now their friend
2: yeah, yeah. how do you overcome nerves nerves um i used to
1: struggle a lot with nerves i used to get very anxious before my fights because you know you go into competitions and people have such high expectations of you don't you don't know how to feel if like if you lose how are other people going to see me? Like, I didn't mind losing myself. Like, I could get over that. It was just what other people taught me. But recently, I've learned that I'm the only sport for myself. I'm not the only sport for other people. Um, if I win, that's great. That's my accomplishment. If I lose, then I've got to work on something. So I try not to get as nervous as possible anymore. Um, obviously, sometimes it does creep in when you're at major competitions, when it means if you don't get a medal, you're not going to qualify for the Olympics it starts to get like the crucial points there's been a few times recently where i was told if i don't get a gold medal at this competition you're not going to qualify and that's it's it's big pressure but um i've overcome them situations and i still i still continue to overcome them situations so with the with the nerves i try not to dwell too much on them i stick my earphones in listen to my music and zone out not focus on the fight until I really step on the mat and then that then it's go time
2: yeah who helped you succeed
1: um a lot of it would be down to um my coach um he's a he works full-time he's got the club full-time he um basically he's my coach full-time as well so he's got a lot a lot of things to balance uh he's he's really given me everything that um, I could want. He travels with me. He's helped me financially. He's he kind of does a lot for me. So if it wasn't for him, I don't think um, I would be where I am. Similar enough to my parents as well, though, because um, as a young kid, I didn't have the the support financially. I was wasn't able to train as much if it wasn't for them. So you know, it's a good support system in Ireland because once somebody sees something in you, something small like a little spark of like potential, um, and they start giving you attention, then. Uh, yeah it's it's really beneficial at the end of the day
2: yeah do you have like a special routine before a tournament
1: yeah usually um I try to keep all my tournaments the same schedule wise like I like to get a good rest beforehand weigh in have something to eat have a nap I love my naps like I don't think I'd be able to live without my naps there's (laughs) always in between training sessions and stuff you'll always have a nap um but get get to bed early I'll always be asleep by about half past nine at night um wake up early because you've got to be ready for a random weigh-in you never know if you're gonna get called yeah um I'll always have my my special towel um my special towel I'll always prepare the night before I'll always have my gear laid out and just ready to go get up get ready and be in that in the zone like i said um, music is a very important part of my routine it keeps me focused it keeps me hopefully nerve free and um, i would say that's definitely the biggest thing for me
2: yeah are you like superstitious a little bit
1: i used to be i used to be really superstitious actually uh i have to have my um my sliders position parallel to the the side of the mat I used to have to have my bottle right next to them my towel has to be over the chair my jacket has to be underneath the chair like you've got these little things that um I always used to have now sometimes I I have them but to get out of it I was told it was unhealthy by um psychologists and um just people in general that it was unhealthy because if something goes wrong I might panic um I started lining up my um flip flops and just before I got on the map I would kick them and like make sure they like were out of place. Um just for just for preparation for further competitions knowing that I didn't have to always have it. I used to have um lucky pants before <laughs> I don't have them anymore. When I was younger I always used to wear the same the same ones for five days. Uh yeah no I was very superstitious but you, as you grow older you're gonna realise that it doesn't it doesn't always pan out the way you want it to so you're gonna have to get out of it
2: <laughs> yeah What is? You, what's your favorite accomplishment
1: favorite accomplishment um probably getting to world number one actually no sorry i just qualified for the olympics i keep um probably qualifying for the olympics <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's the most important thing i've done but up until then it was getting to world number one for Ireland to get to a world number one, it's crazy because we've never even had a, an athlete qualify for a Grand Prix. And that's ter- the, top, the top 32 in the Olympic rankings. You have to be to qualify for the Grand Prix. Ireland's never had anybody close to that. And to be a world number one in a sport that nobody's gotten close to, it's, it was a, a big, ma- major accomplishment
2: for me. Yeah. Wow. What
1: do you do in your free time to relax? My free time, um, I I like to have me naps. (laughs) My naps are very important. If any, if you ask anybody that's close to me, they will all know. Jack is probably like the best sleeper you'll ever see. Um, I I can have a nap whenever I want. I can sleep on planes. A lot of people can't sleep on planes. We actually we went to Australia Open earlier on last year. I think it was June last year. We went to Australia Open. And I am um, slept. I slept twenty out of the twenty nine hours what?
2: travel.
1: Yeah, twenty out of twenty nine hours. <laughs> I slept, so I'm a good sleeper. Um, I would like to listen to my music and just chill out um, as well in my spare time. My friends are are very important to me. I have a small friend group, but I think that's it's nice in a way that you, it's just more personal. Well, I'm, I travel quite a lot, so when I do get to see them, it's it, it's well needed. Because I wouldn't see them that often, uh, but yeah, I'm quite I'm quite calm in my spare time. A lot of people would do like other sports, or they would like go out and do crazy things like rock climbing. I wouldn't I wouldn't typically do that. I would think I would just try and stay injury free, go see my friends, and just chill out.
2: Yeah. How do you overcome obstacles? Um,
1: overcome obstacles. That's, I would. I'm the type of person that doesn't like to dwell too much on the past or the future. Like I'm in the present moment now, so like right now I'm I'm speaking to you. I'm not thinking about what happened last week, what I had for dinner two days ago. Like that's that's out of my mind because I can't. I don't have the physical ability to change any of that. Um, same with the future. Like I can't change anything in the future. I can only do my best at this certain moment. So obstacles. Once one. Once I hit an obstacle, I I try to think of all the the possible ways to overcome it and sit down, talk to my coach because if the, I tend to only really have these certain obstacles then when they're around the sport. So my coach would probably know best is he's been through it. He's, he's on this roller coaster journey with me. So we both tried to sit down and talk things out, see what's best and, you know, just work together.
2: Yeah. What was your hardest obstacle?
1: My hardest obstacle. Um, Probably, probably uh, just getting through competitions at the end of 2018. So yeah. I went through, I went through quite a lot, um, like personally wise. So like my grandmother died when I was in the, at the Polish open. Um, so that was difficult. I missed our funeral because I had to go to a Grand Prix in Taiwan. Um, while I was at the Grand Prix final, a few months later, my, um, my dad ended up contracting meningitis, ended up in hospital. So that was a kind of a tough period for me. So it was probably three or four months of torture that I had to be around personally at home and stuff like that with family. But uh, getting through competitions because I did have like a heavy block of competitions. We had probably like five or six competitions in in three months that I had to just push through, do my best because I knew that if I didn't didn't get these results that we had planned on and that we needed, that there was no chance of qualification. Um luckily, I. Luckily, I've qualified now, so we can say that I've must have done good enough at the with the results during that period of time. But now it was definitely it was definitely a challenge to keep focus, keep um, keep determined to do well.
2: Yeah. What was your favorite tournament this year? I mean, well, last year.
1: I always make that mistake, so it's fine. Um, to me, it's still 2019 in my head. Um, my my best result, oh, favorite competition was probably the um, Pan Am uh, President's Cup in, where was it? It was in Las Vegas. It was probably the, I needed to, be, I needed to go um, to stop a Mexican fighter getting gold because with President's Cups, you get to keep the extra 20 points um, on top of your maximum 40. So if Mexico actually got gold at that tournament, he would have qualified and taken my position. Um, so I ended up, we were on opposite sides of the draw. I just needed to make sure he didn't get gold. So luckily, I I beat him in the final. Uh, so that was it. Was it was tough, tough mentally, but there was such a relief afterwards that we knew okay, we're still on track. We can still qualify for the Olympics. So that was that was probably the most important competition for me last year.
2: Yeah. Besides competing in taekwondo, what are your other dreams?
1: Oh, that's a good. I I don't know actually. I um my other dreams would be to um I'd like to coach afterwards. Um, I see a lot of young young athletes coming into the gym, and I just want to help them as best I can. Obviously, I can't give them one hundred percent of my attention just right now because I've got um myself to focus on. But after I'm done competing, I'd love to. You know, hopefully I'll have a, a sports degree some somewhere along the line. Um just I tried out college before. It didn't go very well. I was too focused on the sport. So when it when the time's right, hopefully get a, a sports degree of hopefully go into some coaching and yeah, that that's all I can really say now because I, I'm not really thinking about anything else at the moment.
2: What what's something that people might be surprised about you? Um. And uh, something something that my people might be surprised about.
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, so a lot of people see me at competitions and they assume because I'm quiet that sometimes I can be come across a bit arrogant or a bit um, too confident in the in a sense. But just because I travel alone, I would try and keep to myself. In between matches, we try to stay really in the in the zone, it focused. Like put my earphones in. Uh, so sometimes uh, I've got this before actually at competitions where kids have come up to me asking me for photographs and I'll be like oh yeah no problem of course I'll take a photo or like just I always have a conversation with people and people have said to me that they're shocked because they assumed that I was going to be very rude or very arrogant and that, yeah. that, kind, of, that kind of shocked me to be fair because I know like I'm I'm very outgoing I'm a bit of a let's say an extrovert type person like I like to to be involved with people a little bit more so when i i I heard this at the start when people thought i was going to be very um like standoffish uh to them i was a bit shocked but you know apparently people are surprised that that i'm a normal person
2: (laughs) (laughs) if you could go back in time and give advice to your little kid self what would it be
1: um if I could give advice to um little me, I would say not focus on what other people think of you. Um try try just be happy because I for, for a long time I spent a lot of time thinking of what other people thought of me. Going into Grand Prix initially, um people people told me I was never gonna be good enough. Um I've had people tell me, Oh, you're good, but you're not good enough for Grand Prix. Um, you're going to go in there. I was a 54 player when I first started out at Grand Prix, so I had to fight the 58 category. Oh, you're too light. You're too inexperienced. You're going to get hurt. This is a bad decision. And that was what I was told. But I listened to those people. And maybe my first Grand Prixs were a bit, weren't up to scratch. They weren't good enough for my liking. But uh, no, I eventually grew to learn that what other people think you it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You Once you're happy with yourself, then that's, that's all you can, you can do.
2: Yeah. What's the one thing you would like to be remembered for most?
1: I'd like to be remembered for being the Olympic gold medal, the first Olympic gold medalist from Ireland in Taekwondo. Like f- right now I'm the first person to qualify for Grand Prix. I'm the first person from Ireland to get a Grand Prix medal, to qualify for Olympics, senior European silver medalist, stuff like that. But, I don't at the end of the day, it was a good it was good when it happened, but right now that's that's in the past. I'd like to be Ireland's first Olympic gold medalist in the sport. so that's 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 the dream anyways.
0: Thanks so much for being on Starcast, Jack.
1: No problem at all. It's a pleasure.
0: I really appreciate you taking the time. and I know our audience enjoyed hearing and listening to your story and advice.
1: I really hope so. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. I'm Ethan Hardy, signing up with the Kids. Who do you think is your favorite superhero?
1: My favorite superhero, oh, um, it's probably Spider Man. Just, just because they're my probably my favorite films. Um, they it wouldn't necessarily be the, the superhero I would like to be. I think I'd prefer to be Iron Man, just <laughs> because he's got all the money and yeah. you know <laughs> he's got the confidence. But um, now my favorite films would probably be the Spider Man ones. So I'd say Spider Man. Nice.
2: Right. Which superpower would you rather have? Super speed, laser vision, or flight?
1: Flight, definitely flight. Because if you think about it, I travel so much and it's extremely expensive. So if I was able to, to fly, I could fly to all these countries, go to all the, the competitions and uh, not have to spend a penny. <laughs> yeah. I caught my finger. Count. looks like a pig. <laughs>